Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. The latest work by filmmaker Alyssa Namias is called Art and Crimes by Crimes and it explores the world of art and confinement and how imprisonment often works against the greater social good. This engaging documentary film focuses on Jesse Crimes, who was locked up in a federal prison for six years. He spends a good deal of his time secretly creating monumental works of art, including an astonishing 30-foot mural made from prison bedsheets, hair gel, and newspapers. It is a fascinating film about not only art, but about criminal justice, who gets thrown in jail, and for how long. And we're joined today by the director, Alyssa Namias. Alyssa, welcome to Film School Radio. My pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. Jesse Crimes is a complex individual, charismatic, good storyteller. He's a compelling subject for the centerpiece of this film. How did you get to know Jesse Crimes, and what was the moment or compelling reason that you felt that you needed to make a documentary film about him and his colleagues? Yeah, so I first came across Jesse and his work when I read about him in 2014, so mm-hmm. some time ago, yeah. and uh, I was really compelled by the work itself, which I'd only saw a couple of photos of, but I saw his massive mural and the scale of it. And then what's more read about the materials and how Jesse was working subversively inside the prison by turning sort of the the materiality of the prison against itself to make a critique of the conditions of labor and of incarceration. Um, I thought that was really strong conceptual work. I had studied art history and design and um, been looking at artists um, in my own work in my in as a filmmaker and thought that this was a person and a story that interested me. So I reached out and we just started having conversations and I showed him my films and he was talking about work he was doing and the tension between trying to survive as he came home, but also trying to make it in the art world. And I thought it would be a smaller, shorter film, like where we would mostly tell the, the backstory about what, how he made this work inside prison, how he smuggled it out. But he introduced me to the other guys in the film, Russell Craig, Jared Owens, and Gilberto Rivera, who are also formerly incarcerated artists, extraordinary artists. And once I met them, I knew we had a bigger story, too, to tell that could could examine different facets of how mass incarceration affects all of us and things like racial disparities in sentencing, discrimination, and also how hard it is to come home for different people. From the film, you get the sense of just how shut off we are from this mass incarceration, which statistically affects a tremendous percentage of the population. I don't think people quite understand just how many people have been through the system in some manner of speaking, particularly people of color, and um, how that has the impact it's had and continues to have, not just during their incarceration, but the impact it has on their lives moving forward. Correct. And families too, right? It's a staggering number. We're the most incarcerated 
country in the world. You know, there's a lot of work to to change that that's happening. But uh, meanwhile, people are still suffering. And so with Jesse's story and the story of these artists, I thought it was an, a very interesting way to look at this problem and also to see, to sort of study the ways that individuals can resist or make an impact on their own lives, even in spite of the system and the ways that they can create community, that that we all can create community um, and rethink how we value who and what we value and why, and really think about that. Do we value human lives, you know, inherently because they're not, to, in my opinion, to be thrown away? You know, and there's so much talent inside prisons and beyond. Um, you know, Jesse is unique, as is every human and, and every artist, right? But there are also thousands of Jesses and Russells and Jareds and so much talent inside and, and people who come home. And, and you see that in like exhibitions, like the Marking Time exhibition that was at MoMA PS1 in New York recently curated by Nicole Fleetwood. And you see that in organizations like Art for Justice that Aggie Gunn founded. And you see that in Jesse and Russell's Right of Return Fellowship, which is the first fellowship of its kind founded by formerly incarcerated artists for formerly incarcerated artists. And I think opportunities like those are pointing at how much talent is there and how we can think differently about uh, reentry for folks who've been incarcerated. Let's talk a little bit about Jesse itself. Um, the kind of person he is. Obviously, the film revolves around his life, his experience, his his time in prison and beyond. What kind of a person is he how, in the time you were around him? How would you describe him? Well, he's an introvert. I and mean, whenever we do Q&As together nowadays, if folks ask him, you know, why did you decide to do this? He says, I, I don't know if I really... <laughs> knew what it was going to be. And not because I deceived him, but because none of us ever really know what it's going to be when we start these works of art and, and particularly films that can take a long time. But also, I think he did have an inkling that even though his own personality is very reserved and private, that telling his story could potentially help other people. Um, and that's why I think he agreed to do this was sort of a self-reflection and an ability to think about how his story could operate in the world um, and how any privilege that he does have as a white man who's been through the system and a college educated can can help others potentially. But he's a really very smart, very strategic, very ambitious person, very meticulous, disciplined. He one thing that's not in the film is like he ran every day while he was incarcerated whenever he could, when he wasn't in solitary, he started running and sort of almost obsessively, but really just in a very disciplined way. He, his whole day was like, run a few miles, make work. And it was, it was like that. So when I first met him, he was still in that kind of disciplined, you know, daily life. And as we started filming over the course of five or six years, you can see him kind of get more relaxed, get more comfortable in his own skin. And that has its obstacles for him when he loses touch maybe with that with that discipline. But it, it also, I think, ultimately allows him to be a little more free. Yeah. I was really fascinated by that part of watching him in the film is that he does become more open. I thought his personality sort of opened up yeah. um, as the film went, went forward. I have never been in prison, but the experience is so traumatizing on so many levels. 
that I imagine what we see in part of the film where he begins to feel like he's somehow maybe losing grip or losing sort of touch with what he really wants and kind of falling back is that it's got to be that sort of ripple effect, right? You go into prison, you have to adapt to that, you have to survive. He managed to survive and somehow thrive in that environment. But getting out of that after so many, so much time, it would feel like there would be a reaction to some some of those that, that experience as well. And I think that's yeah, well, part of what we were seeing. Yeah, I think you're right on. It's like part of it is personality. He is an introvert and he's private. Another part, you're seeing a person who's built defenses in yeah. the face of a very offensive system and traumatic uh, experiences. And so, yeah, we do see the him kind of shed some of those uh, defenses a little bit. Uh, on the yeah. flip side, he also becomes more practiced in telling his story right. and more kind of confident in what he wants to say. And and so as a filmmaker, that was interesting for me to navigate with him. And then I think also, you know, it's it's important to keep in mind, too, like he says in the film, you're not you don't just come home and it's all over and you're not incarcerated. You're still in the system. You're still checking in constantly. You're right. still having to follow all kinds of rules that citizens who haven't been incarcerated don't have to follow. And so there's a whole swath of time where you're still very much the state is controlling you in a way that is hard to understand if you haven't been through it. And so, yeah, so yes, it's a personality thing and sort of a trauma thing. And it's also just the reality of, of continual sort of the way he, he, I think he describes it as the system having its claws in you. It's really, um, it's really brutal in so many, in so many ways. And ineffective, right? Is yeah, actually it another is a, thing. Yes, that it, absolutely yeah. right. And, and they come out with virtually destined to fail unless they Correct. have somehow, they, some way, they have some kind of a support system that's willing to put up with an awful lot of failure before success begins to occur. And that's not easy. For, Correct. For it's, I think we have to ask ourselves as a society, what are we trying to do? Right. You know, when somebody does, when somebody makes a mistake, when somebody does something wrong. You know, what is our objective? Is it to punish? Is it to, you know, help that person not make that mistake again or make the same, you know, choice again and offer different options for it? So and and all the gray in between that. Right. But right now we're squarely in the in the mentality of punishment for the most part. And that is is not effective at getting, I think, what what we really all want, which is safety and prosperity. And, and that's it's actually working against that. I want to remind our listeners that we're speaking with director, producer, writer Alyssa Namias and her film Art and Crimes by Crimes is now available. Uh, you can watch on at Paramount+. Plus. You can go to crimesfilm.com to find out more about where you can watch the film, more background on the film. That's K-R-I-M-E-S film.com to find out more. One of the interesting things about his um, his story and, and the arc of his story is that we see people that he was in prison with, he got mm -hmm. to know other artists, his understanding that there is a, a wealth of talented people in prison. And once he gets out, he meets some other people who he, and so he's, he tries in the course of the film to give back to mm -hmm. once he has achieved a certain level of recognition. It's just a great watch because he seems like a very good guy at, at his core. And you're watching him go through some very difficult things, but you're also, you just are hoping for the best 
throughout the film for him. Well, but, I'm glad it 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 uh sparked an emotional reaction in you through that that you were wanted to to root for him in a way, uh, but also that he's a complicated guy. It's not so simple. <laughs> that, mm-hmm. But that idea that he so willingly to, even before he's a little more successful, he's wants to he wants others who he he knows are going through the same things that he is. Yes, done. that's that's a part of I think of his ethos. Yeah. And uh, even while he was in prison, actually, he this is not in the film, but he organized a a show for uh, incarcerated artists to show their work on the outside with a connection on the outside. So he was really, um, I think, understood how valuable community and brotherhood was for him. It's as he talks about, he was a really solitary kid and had a pretty solitary traumatic childhood. And so finding these brothers and people that he could uh, choose as family and feeling that feeling of being mutually supportive. I've observed that that has been really beneficial for all of the guys. Absolutely. And I'm curious, uh, in terms of the reaction to the film by Jesse and by others who you mentioned, uh, Jared and Gilberto and others, what was the reaction in the film? So everyone in the film really likes it, which is great. They are supportive. And I think one thing that Gilberto said to me that was really nice after we were at a film festival screening, he said, I can tell, you know, people look at me differently in a in a good way after they've seen the film. He said, if they know that I've been in prison um, and they haven't seen the film, they kind of look at me a certain way. And if they've seen the film, I think that changes. So he felt like actual like the way that people perceived him mm-hmm. changed as a result of seeing the film. Another reaction people have had is just to the artistry of the film itself and, you know, the animation people love Thank you. Um, and the cinematography and the sort of intimacy that we get with Jesse and his journals and, and that sort of aspect. People, I think audiences are really connecting with it and, and enjoying that as well as the father son story. Yes. You know, his connection with his son is is really something that audiences care about and ask about. And that's been lovely to witness because so many people you know, have, in addition to being a story about incarceration, it's also about family um, and this chosen family and also uh, being a father, being a son and how one can change those, some cycles, uh, negative cycles there. So that's been something that people have really connected with. That's really wonderful. Those are all incredibly important parts of the film. Absolutely. And the artwork itself is beautiful, striking, provocative, causes you to kind of think about what he's trying to uh, uh, get across in his work. Yes, all the things you said, the, the cinematography, it's beautiful to look at. My congratulations to you on the work. Thank you. And Once again, the film is called Art and Crimes by Crimes, and you can find out more by going to crimesfilm.com. That's K-R-I-M-E-S film.com. It's also currently screening on Paramount+, Plus, so be looking for it. In addition to her work here with Art and Crimes by Crimes, Alyssa is a prolific producer of documentary films, including such work as Unrest, No Light and No Land Anywhere, as well as A Decent Home, What We Left Behind, I Didn't See You There, and many, many others. Thank you so much for your time today, and thank you so much for your work on Art and Crimes by Crimes. Alyssa Namias. Thank you. Thanks, Mike. Thank you. Uh, And thanks, everyone, for listening. 
You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio. 